Hello and welcome to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. My name is Vertvik, alias Victor Marland. Hello, Sean. How are you? Hello, Vic. I am Sean Holly, aka Sean Holly. No, no other bits of thing on my name. Just me. Just you. Just exactly what it says on the tin. Beardy yeah. fool. Beardy fool. Yeah. This is the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. We're going to talk about things to do with the arcade, aren't we, Sean? Yeah, that's a good idea, that. This is podcast 169, entitled Load Runner. What have you been up to, mate, since we last spoke? Stuff! I've been doing my YouTube channel, lots of YouTube editing. I've put here, for every 10 minutes of video, times by 24 minutes. So a 10-minute video took me six hours. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Four hours, sorry. Four hours. Wow. Yeah, it's it's slow going, but I'm getting used to it. Still, I'm still not very good at editing. You're slow going. I'm slow going. You are I'm slow going. Still getting used to editing, and I don't really enjoy it, but I like the outcome. Yeah, the editing is the pain. It's the actual getting on and recording it, and imagining in your head what you're going to do and what bits you're going to add into. It. I do that with the audio sometimes as well with this thing. Also, I have been hosting the Geek Retreat Blackburn Retro Night. Tell me about the Geek Retreat. Sounds cool. This is the second one. It's a franchise that has got a a depot. It's called a depot in Blackburn. Mm. So so the guy wanted to do a retro night, and he he was after Lewis, so he he got me sort of second best. Yeah, bottom of the barrel. Yeah, scraping the bottom of the way. So I've done a couple now. I've done Smash Brothers and Mario Kart. And there's another one coming up on Saturday, which I'd better start doing stuff for, which is Tekken 7. Tekken 7. So it's, it's reasonably modern. What, 90s games, is it? Is that 2000s? It's it's only the the actual game, that the, the contest game, which oh, is okay. modern. And Tekken goes all the way back to the arcades anyway, so you can get away with that. Of course. All, all, all the rest of the consoles and that are like a, a NESs and SNESs and Mega Drives and Master Systems and They're all that. They're still cool, right. though. Yeah, and yeah, it's another little place. I'm hosting that. Can you what? not sneak an arcade machine in without them looking? There was four. He got Ooh. four. What were they? It's time, time Crisis 4. Oh, right, one of them. Sega Rally Double. Yeah. A massive... What's the name of it? Darius Burst, Darius Burst EX. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, and a virtual pinball thing, like a full-size virtual pinball table, you know, with two LCD screens in. Yeah. But he's got rid of them because people weren't playing them. Really? Yeah, people were just not playing them. So he's used that space, <laughs> and I'm going to have a look on Saturday. I think he's putting PS5, PS4, Xbox Ones. And he's going to put them in, which is what people want. So you've got to, if, you, if you run in a place like that, it's a cafe. It's called a gaming cafe. So okay. he has like coffee mornings and coffee afternoons. And That's right on your street being an old lady and everything. Yeah. Ooh. And, <laughs> a wobbly and, uh, old lady. It's a big emphasis on card games as well, like Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic the Gathering. I know. Less than nothing about those, and I'm yeah, happy to keep it that way. Very complicated, they really are. Yeah, but it is. There's places around Glasgow to do that as well, I think, because there is a um, right next New- to the cat house in the middle of Glasgow city centre. Did you there- see Shaking Stevens? No, I saw while she sleeps. And mm. there's uh, like a big Japanese anime shop next door that does all the you know anime stuff and cards and merchandise and books and videos and all that sort of stuff and i think they host 
gaming table evenings in there where people go in and do their Yu-Gi-Ohs and whatever the heck they are, those things. Good on them, though. I'm glad they're yeah. doing something yeah, smart. Keeps them off the street, those kids. Yeah. And all yeah. that. Right, two other things. A belated birthday present from the wife and son, Dark Skies, Kielder mm. Observatory in the northeast Northumberland. Yeah. Which it, 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 we had about 10 seconds of beautiful dark sky oh. and then it, and then it clouded over. So we've had, we had like, they had to like fluff, like fluff it out with like talks and stuff. And I yeah. picked up a big meteorite. I picked up a meteorite. Oh, was a it heavy? One. Yeah, was really, hot, heavy. <laughs> really, yeah, really heavy. Really heavy. And I, I touched a bit of the moon. You could touch it. How big are your hands? <laughs> and the, massive hands. And, and like a, there was a little bit of Mars, like a little tiny piece of what, did Mars. You, like, fall off and got stuck to your shirt. Like a tiny little rock, and and it was in a glass case, and you could stand on the glass case to say you've stood on Mars. Ooh. So I did that. But yeah, All joking aside, though, that's the kind of thing I like. Those. Really, uh, as it says, dark skies where there's no light pollution. That's the idea of it. So you can see the celestial bodies better. Ooh, I like a celestial body, me. Ooh. There's, mm. there's one near me, apparently. It's just been recognised as a dark sky, which is Gisborne Forest. And if I, oh, cool. if I, if I look out window and see it's, a, you know, like a really clear night, it's, it's about an hour's, no, it's about 40 minutes drive. It's not far away, yeah. but it's twi- twisty. Twisty, windy roads like a snake would be if it was going across your floor, got trying to nip your ankles. Nip, 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 Watch nip. out for snakes. Yeah, so I can go there. Cool. But yeah, the, the area was lovely. Kielder is it's the biggest man-made lake in Western Europe. I oh, think. Oh wow, never heard of it before. Sounds good though. No, yeah, really nice area. Lovely hotel, fantastic hotel. And then we went to a little market town on the way down, and then it really snowed, didn't it? So we just beat the snow down. Oh wow, you're going to be getting snow there. Back into town. Yeah, that place did, yeah. Oh, wow. We've, I've had a light dusting over the weekend, and the dog ran around in it. He likes the snow. But it's yeah. like, you know, an inch deep, if that. Pathetic. Yeah, we, we should be getting some soon, but yeah. Poor Tony from Arcade Club got stranded. Really? He had to leave his car. Yeah, it was that heavy. Oh, wow. Where does he live? He lives in Preston Way. Okay, and he, there's a there's a road called the Grain Road, which is like a high up, and it's and then you go down, and then you go up again, then you go left and right, and then you get to a straight, and you sort it's like a little elevation. Lost, I'm lost now. And then you go up and you go left we go and again? right again, and then there's there's, there's those just twisty turny like that snake. I'll take this one. Watch out for snakes. I've done too much of that. Too much about snakes. We on the rabbit on YouTube channel, and the best bit I think UK meter. You came back, me to Arcade Club. You came up to stay. We had a, I had a great chat with little uh, old schoolers and new schoolers of Akers at Arcade Club. And we did a little YouTube video, didn't we? I must apologise in advance for everything we did, everything we said, <laughs> and just about everything on that video. <laughs> Do you know when we're both sitting sitting there and we're, we're concentrating on talking and looking into the camera, which is just my phone? Yeah. So I wasn't watching you and you, but the, the, st- the stuff you were doing, the stuff you were doing with that claw, that, that, oh, uh, yeah. what was it, back scratcher. I've watched it back. I've been doing tears. So I've got to leave a lot of it in. Like, you like, <laughs> cause I start rambling and you like, look like you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> with a back scratcher. That would take yeah. a while, I think. So funny. So I've got to keep all that in. The UK VAC meet was really cool. Obviously I was there as well. Um, mm-hmm. stayed at your place. I met, 
I didn't meet. I, I met up with a lot of people I haven't seen for ages, actually. And it was really nice to see people again. Um, one thing that stood out for me, which was quite interesting, actually, Alex introduced me to a guy who came over. And he was saying, oh, this this guy, he's only 23. And we were talking to him. And he's obviously a lot younger than us. He's half our age and a bit more. Um, oh, my word. He just bought a Space Fever Nintendo cocktail cabinet. So he was really into the old stuff, 23-year-old into the old stuff. And I think he was just about to get, or he's already got something like an Astro Blaster or something. He's wow. really into the old stuff, like the early 80s stuff, which is good on him. It's nice to see young people getting into the stuff that we're into. He, was, he knew quite a little bit about it as well. He was sort of getting into it. And he was asking us, well, you know, we can get spares from. He was after certain bits for his cocktails. And me and Alex was saying, oh, we've had about a dozen of them between us. We've had loads of them over the, over the time. I think I, I did up two to completion and sold them. And I've got one in my front room now, which I need to do up to, for my own benefit. Um, but yeah, it was really nice talking to, to a young person who's really into what we're into. It's really good. You don't often that's, hear that yeah, nowadays. That's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it was really good. Right, I've been up to quite a few things. I had an extended weekend at the start of the month where wife was away. She nipped to England. She went to London to see some, to watch some films for the film festival, I think it was, with her friend. England, 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 England. So I had time uh, and the room, actually, to take over the kitchen floor and have a stab at the Mr. Driller cab, which I've had for ages. I've not done anything to. So this cab has got a decased 14-inch CRT TV inside it to replace the monitor. It's a SCART TV, so it's RGB. Uh, and when I put it in there, I only checked it with a SCART Supergun, and it seemed to work fine. You know, it displayed the picture really nicely. Um, so I had to adapt that to Jammer. So I had to use, I had to make a little interface up, which was, I think it was three, a resistor and some caps. It was nothing special. I found it on the internet. It was really easy to wire up. And I wired that to an RGB plug, which I had. And it worked first time, Sean. Can you believe it? Nice. Nice. And it's a nice picture. The picture is slightly... On the 19-in-1 I tested on, because I've lost me flipping Mr. Driller boards, the, the, the image was a little bit too high. It needs to come down a little bit. But there's no pots on the TV chassis to move it. So what I, what I did is I, I never had the, the remote for it. I bought this TV for about five a second hand and it never had a remote for it. Cause you can use all the, the volume and the channel selection with the buttons on, on the actual TV, which is no problem, but you can't get mm. into the menus for the, you know, the brightness and all that sort of stuff and whatever you can do on, on the, in, on the on-screen menus. So what I did is I bought a remote TV remote from eBay. And what you do is you press certain buttons on it and you type in a code for the TV you've got. And it, oh, yeah, I've got it one sort of, of um, it locks onto what the TV is. But because I've decased the TV, I haven't got the case anymore. And I did it over a year ago. I don't know what TV it is. <laughs> and there's nothing on the chassis. There is, there is one manufacturer on one of the chips. I think it's Orion. But there's no number for that on the instructions of the, of the TV remote. So I'm stuck for moving. The, the picture looks okay. It's a little bit too high. Um, and if it's okay on the Mr. Driller boards, I'll just leave it alone. Otherwise, it's going to really bother me, I think, because it's slightly mm. too high. But the picture is really nice on it, and it's going to last forever, obviously, because it's a really good picture. There's no, obviously no burn on it because it was a TV. And it, it's all sort of in there. But what what's going to happen if I can't – if the Mr. Driller picture is too you know, out of position or whatever – and I can't move it. I might have to just get another TV with a remote. 
and obviously do it that way. But at the moment, I'm not too worried because it's in there anyway. So I got it all in there, got it all working, got it all wired up. I put in, I took out the ISO transformer because I don't need that anymore because it's a TV goes straight into mains. I wired it in with the the marquee light, um, the jammer switcher, and everything else. So it's, it works as a cab now. I wired up the controls, wired up the sound, uh, obviously video, and you put a PCB in. I put a test it with a 19 in one. Works lovely. So I was playing Ghosts and Goblins on there, but admittedly only with one button, couldn't jump or anything. So it works fine. Oh, that's good. Mm. All this cab needs now is to finish it off. Is is the T molding groove recut into it? Because on those ISIS cabs, they use some sort of non-standard T molding, which is actually wider. The, the tang that goes in there, the little barb that goes in there, is wider than the stuff you can get widely now nowadays. So what I did is I, I filled it in with grip fill, which is like a sort of builder's. Um, it's like a sort of really hard caulking. It's not quite like a glue. It's like a no-nails kind of thing. So I filled it mm. all in with that. And what I have to do is take it outside at some point because it's going to be rerouted and it'd be quite messy and just reroute it into the, into the adhesive because it's like a hard stuff anyway and then put the T-mold in there because I've got some pink T-mold in for it. It looks really nice. But that's about it. And obviously I have to find the stack of Mr. Driller PCBs that I've lost. That's how bad I am, Sean. I lost three PCBs. Not just three separate PCBs. These are three PCBs that are stacked on top of each other with those little um, connectors on the on the corner holes. So it's a yeah. stack of... It's one big stack of three PCBs together, and they're two-layer boards anyway. I've lost it. How did I lose that? It's not in that... You know, when we moved that big shelf in front of them doors when you moved in? I've looked in there, but I haven't looked probably because I can't obviously get to that bit. It'll turn up. I know it's in the flat somewhere. It'll turn up. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, that's me all over that is. I get angry with myself for losing stuff. Also, another thing I've been doing lately, which I'm really into, I have been looking into uh, getting an X68000 computer back to decent shape. I recently Mm -hmm. got one. We'll talk about where I got it from later. Uh, I got this, and I've it's been promised for me for over a year now. I just haven't been able to get down to Blackburn with you lot to go and get it, and that's where it was. So now I have it because I've picked it up at uh, Arcade Club. Um, I knew it needed work before he gave it to me. I got it for free as well, so it's absolutely gorgeous. Free gift, brilliant, love that. Needs some work. Um, I understood that one of the drives in it didn't work because it's got two five-and-a-quarter-inch floppy drives. That's how old it is. Oh, wow. So this is the sort of era of the Amiga and ST, I think. Maybe even before that, I can't remember. But it's a Japanese 16-bit computer. Obviously, the 68000 is, is the processor in it. So that didn't work, and apparently one of the colours was missing. Because these computers are quite odd. They're tri-sync computers. So they will output VGA, EGA, and CGA, depending on what game. Wow, I didn't know that. And some games have different settings. You can do button combinations to change the settings. So if you plug it into like a VGA with a VGA and adapter, you need an adapter, but it's got a weird plug on it. I think it's like a 20, it's a 19-pin D plug. It's really weird how it works. And I think you, you need a special monitor for it if you're going to use a real one, but obviously I haven't got that. But I've got an adapter for VGA. So you plug it into VGA, or you can plug it into medium res 24 or low res 15k arcade monitor kind of thing so at the moment it's got in a vga i think a lot of the games work on vga anyway so i got it home sort of plugged bits into it that were missing from it because there was a bit inside in a box i had put in which is a ram board i think and 
it's 100 volt as well. So I can't just plug it into the mains. I need a step down for it, which I haven't got. So it's one of, it's one of these computers that never came to the West. So it's, it is purely 100 volt, 100 volt, 100 volts AC. So I haven't got a step down transformer anymore. I gave it to my son because he had, he had an amp or a guitar that needed one. So I gave it to him ages ago because I never had any Japanese cabs that needed it because my cabs are all, you know, UK voltage. So I had to get creative of powering the thing up to test it. So I found an isolation transformer from that cab I just took it out of, the Mr. Driller one. And on that, it's an isolation transformer from 230 volts UK voltage to 128 volts for the Hantrax monitor, or it's got an extra lug on there for 100 volt for obviously a Japanese monitor. Mm. So I wired it up directly to the X68000 and powered it on. The computer came with a VGA adapter cable, which is not a good, not a brilliant one, but it does the job, and also a PC keyboard interface because the, P- the the keyboards on them and the mice or the mouses have got the same PS2 connector, but they're not the same connections because again they're Japanese non-standard, so you have to use an adapter for a mouse and a keyboard on it as well. So it did power up eventually. It was a bit flaky at the start. I kept on sort of power it off and power it on, and got it on. Got it going, and you get a little um, Japanese writing logo in the center, and it basically says "insert a boot disk." So I popped one of the discs that I got with it, which was a game, and it booted up and played. Wow! And, it, it, and the thing has actually got because I had no sound connected to it. It's actually got an internal speaker as well. So I heard I heard sound come out before the game loaded. I was like, "Oh wow, this is good," and it sounds really good. And the game come on, but I couldn't get the game going because when you pressed one of the cursor keys on the keyboard or any other key, it just it just crashed out of it. And it, it, it took you almost sort of back to like almost like a DOS screen. I think it's called mm. Human 68K, their version of DOS. And it, it put it into that. But you can get it, you can, I think you type in auto exec and it, it loads it again. It gets it going. So it's working, but I need a joystick. And guess what? Joysticks are non-standard as well. You've got to use MSX joysticks, but you can... Take a normal Genesis one or a normal sort of nine pin D plug and wire it to. I'm going to make a joystick for it. If I can get it all running and everything, get games on it, I'm going to make a joystick for it as well, like an X68000 themed arcade joystick. So I think it, it really requires one. Well, they were used for, for creating games, weren't they? For programming like arcade games and Mega Drive games, weren't they? Appar- apparently, Namco used them to develop some games. And the actual ports of the arcade games, as you can imagine, are nigh on spot on exactly the same as the arcade mm. so it's got the same you know sort of same kind of ram and same process and all that sort of stuff so yeah they're, they're really good for games really good for arcade games and what i was going to do is rather than using the floppy disk and you could you could get internal hard drives for them but guess what non-standard again <laughs> wow. i think that they're, they're a japanese standard scuzzy or it's a sassy i think they call it s-a-s-i and you can get sassy to scuzzy adapters but what I'm going to do is get there's a little, if if I get it all running, I think it's going to be a good worker. I'm going to shell out I think sixty five pounds, and you can get this PCB, which is an adapter for an SD card, so you can then put an SD drive in it, like an SD emulator hard drive, and you can put all the games ever made for it on there, and it'll just run from a menu system, like you know these these like EverDrive kind of thing. So it's almost like a hard drive with all games on it, and then if I can get that working, then I'll make the the uh, the joystick for it. I'm going to do it like X68000 themed, basically use their logo and all that sort of stuff. So I'm looking forward to that, that bit. I'm looking forward to perhaps more than playing the games, actually making a nice joystick for it. I've got an idea. 
Uh-oh. Which which might be might be easier. What he could do You're grinning is, like a fool already. <laughs> is get Japanese citizenship and a time machine. Oh, that's right. useful. And le- obviously learn Japanese language. That'd make it easier, yeah. wouldn't it? Go back in time, get all the bits you need. Yeah. Come back in come come back through time to the present day. But don't go too far because you know you go causes problems, pa- doesn't it? We've seen films yourself. like that. And it'll cause rifts in the space-time continuum. Because there's that, um, there's that documentary, that in it? Back to the Future, that documentary film. Tells you all about it. Yeah. Really careful. Mm. Really careful. True life, that. Yeah. So the VGA screen, when I had it on as well, I was only using an LCD because the CRT screen I want to use for it is hardwired to a VGA plug, and it's the opposite way round. It's like a socket rather than pins, or mm. the other way around. So I couldn't plug it. So I had to use a rubbish old LCD just for testing. And there's a big blue line down the side of it, and there's like a big green lump across it. So it's, it's, the picture's all messed up, but it, you can see it working, and you can see there's obviously no red on it. And further investigation, I beeped out the cable with the continuity test on my, my multimeter, and I found out there wasn't any connection with ground from the 68,000 side to the VGA side. So I think it's been made wrong. I think the cable's been made wrong. Because there was ground from the sound ground, because it, it carries sound as well on, on this um, this cable, which you can just you know wire up to some speakers. And I think the ground on the sound was set to the ground on the VGA or, or something like that. And it, there wasn't a ground, so I think that's why the displays all messed up. But I've already ordered a little dongle which which makes the the signal safe because apparently you can knacker up some hardware in the machine by using a VGA but it makes that safe it's also got audio out so I can plug some speakers into it as well and I've also ordered a a little interface so you can use a Pico ATX power supply you know those really tiny computer um, power supplies they're like a little tiny PCB you just plug into 12 volts people people use them for like really tiny little thin computers and stuff they're called Pico they're really small Ooh. And it's just as powerful as a normal sort of um, ATX power supply, but really tiny. So you can use, you can plug it into that, and then I can just, you know, bit, get a bit creative on the back of the computer and put a twelve volt power supply into it, rather than using the original and also that horrible ISO power supply that I've got, the ISO transformer. So I'll do all that, and hopefully, if, if I can get a decent display on a monitor, then I'll go ahead with the SD bit. It'd be really cool. But I've been wanting one of these for ages, and it's quite fun. Getting inside, I actually had the disk drives open today. Because another thing I did is I, I took the, the floppy disk drives over, and they're real heavy duty things. They've got springs and pulleys and worm wheels and really heavy duty things going on. So it's all steel as well. Because mm. one of the drives wasn't working, it wouldn't accept a disk. And I messed around with it and I sort of lubed the um, the worm wheels and stuff. I didn't do much, I just cleaned the heads a little bit with some isopropyl alcohol, put it all back together, and now both drives work as well. So I fixed that by accident, which I quite like. Oh, that's good. Yes, yeah, cool. And the I sound, think... so the sound on the ground you found was not around. Exactly that. I've been waiting for two minutes to say that. Yeah, I can see. I can see a little little cogs going in your head. It's like watching a disc drive watching you. <laughs> yeah, but that is, that is it. That's the state of play at the moment. So yeah, as soon as I get that going, it's going to be quite cool. I think it's quite good. You love fixing stuff, you. I do. Yeah. It was quite, quite nice tinkering because because mm. it was like it cost me nothing as well. It wasn't like oh I must get this up and running. You know, it's cost me hundred quid or whatever. It was just like I've got this thing. The person who had it obviously didn't have time to do it and thought he'd have a better home with me. 
and I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And it, it does display. It does work, which I'm really pleased about. And there, there are hundreds of really, really cool games on this. I mean, a lot of them are arcade games I can play anywhere anyway, but I'm interested in seeing some of the games that weren't released over here. I bet there's some good ones on there. Bet you. You, you know when you said the other day you, come, you were playing my cabin, you said the blue's far too high on it? Yes. I was playing... Your, we were playing Load Runner in the morning, just to quickly, while yeah. you were getting ready. And... It seemed like the blue was bleeding out, like the 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 brightness. I think you had to turn the brightness up anyway, because that that monitor you've got is just a cheap, generic chassis, I think, on a, whatever tube it is. So it's probably not a hundred percent compatible. But the sort of when when the game comes on, it goes it's quite bright and it gets a little bit darker as yeah. the game comes on, and all the blue was bleeding out. So I put the brightness down a little bit and messed with it a little bit, but it was a bit di- too dark then. Yeah, well, I found round the back. I went round the back of it, and there's there was three parts: red, green, and blue game, which I'd never yes. known. I've never seen him before. And there was two others that said one said screen, and one said, and that just and one was focus. It went all blurry. I don't. The screen didn't do a lot. Oh, screen like, is usually it, that's on the lop to those two things, and yeah, one makes them bright, and one is the focus. I think it's the 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 voltage on the on the because normally it's called voltage. I think it just turns it up a bit brighter normally. And obviously the focus makes it blurry or brighter or sharper rather. I messed with them and just put it back to how it was. But yeah, I found these three of the three of the uh, parts. You just see them inside that, you know, just got me under them without electrocuting myself. Yeah, just turn the Just turn the blue down and it's a lot better now. Cool. Is that on the neck board? No, it's on the chassis. Oh, right. I see. Because normally they're on the neck board. No, well, this is on the chassis. Cool. Yeah, because you, you have got to be really careful there because you can hurt yourself mucking around mm. with stuff on there. So, yeah, just be careful. Do it with a plastic screwdriver or something if you can. A oh, nice one. A, That's good. I used a metal screwdriver in my tongue. Don't do that. Don't do that, kids. Don't listen to the bearded idiot. Come on. <laughs> what else have you been up to? I think that might be it. Uh, UK Vac Me. Yeah, the UK Vac Me was a lot of fun, actually. It was a lot of fun. I, I... New job. I told you that last time. Uh, you were just about to do it last time, I think. How's that going, okay? Yeah, good, yeah. It's a bit of a drive. It's a bit of a drive. But yeah, I'm, that's I'm, a pain, isn't it? I'm catching up with all podcasts and listening to a lot of music, so that's That's cool. handy. Yeah, it's like office office kind of admin. It's a busy sales office, but I'm kind of doing my own thing, you know, the, the projects. You mean I'm, they put like, you in a room on your own? No, I'm in that in that office. It's quite a good room. Oh, what, near I'm public? Di- company disc discounts for reps and what am I doing price lists and fire regs but, but do you have to see any of the public no oh well that, yeah, yeah, yeah I thought not that's fine see that's that's, that's fine. The bit that's okay. missing. you'll be okay you'll be okay that's the bit I'm, I've started mucking around a bit and I think they're okay with it so I'm not being sacked <laughs> yeah they, they got my sense of humour quite quickly at work <laughs> <laughs> yeah the UK back me I enjoyed greatly I've yeah, been there for ages. But when I first got there, I had to meet someone to pick someone up. Actually, it was that, that X68000 computer. And I had to go up to floor one or down, to, uh, down. straight into floor one, whatever, the first floor. And that was an eye opener. Mm. Floor one is the sort of the family friendly, kids, modern kind of thing. Oh my God, it was a cook off. And I went through there and went, this is not for me and disappeared really quickly. But it had mm. all the up to date, arcade stuff you know, I thought all the rhythm stuff the kids stuff the gun games if you want family leisure that's the place to go 
But uh, I quickly moved out of there. I was like, no, this is like a Dave and Buster's. I'm going. Bye. <laughs> Not for there's us old vid- folks. There's a video on an up-and-coming youngster doing a YouTube channel. Oh. And it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a bit of a recording on floor one and floor two, because I only did floor three last time. Yeah, as you should. That's our favourite yeah. floor, isn't it? It is a favourite floor. Isn't it? And floor it two is now. pretty good, because they've got some new beats on floor two, haven't they? Yeah, that's that's rhythm stuff. Got Namco Noirs, loads of pinballs, loads yeah, of that's, yeah. Yeah, I suppose that could be for us, but not for me. P- PCs. It's the one with the proper bar. I like that bar. Yep, really good. Really enjoyed that. Hello, I would like to know what are the games you've been playing. Do 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 do. Boom! I don't know why I did that for. I've been playing. Oh, <laughs> I've been playing a bit of Mouser again. Oh yeah. I can still kill screen it, but it, t- it took me like 25 lives to kill screen it, so I'm, I'm a bit rusty. Oh, right. But, but 25 lives as in you were cheating, or do you get extra lives? I'm just putting infinite lives on. Oh, you cheating, cheating, cheating get. get. But you've still, you've still got to do the level without dying. And I, uh, I couldn't uh, do it even with infinite lives, so you're still way up on me on that game. Because you the are the fifth. world record holder as well. I am, yeah, I've, I've beaten that, but I can't be bothered with Twin Galaxies process of putting it putting it what through. you need to do is do a mitchell is keep it in your pocket and if someone ever beats you just go ha 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 and send you that video as well say no i have beaten it i've still got the imp yeah i've been playing a few vertical sh- i've been playing now a featured game i've been playing a few sh- shmups again like mushy himasama we played Bogus, a bit of that arcade club didn't we viper phase and i was one. very bad at it yeah i like, like the, I like the visuals in that game i really like because it's all to do with um insects yeah, the Bug Princess, I think it translates Bug Princess, to. yeah. Because that was the first cave game, I think, I ever saw when I went to Japan, when I went to the arcades in Japan 11 years ago. And I, I thought, fell in love with that. But I, I, it's not a game for me because it's too much bullet hell, but it looks amazing. I mean, when you can sort of slow down for two seconds or watch someone else play it, it's a lovely looking thing. It's gorgeous. I've been going through a few vertical schmups, unusual stuff. Yeah. That I can't remember now. Not a lot, though. I haven't done a lot because I've been busy with actually, you know, having to get out of bed before ten and oh, boring. And I, I always get, I always got up early, even when I was like on lockdown and that. But now I'm working. I've got to be up at six really to get to work for half eight. Really. Oh God, that's awful. Yeah. I leave at twenty. I leave at twenty past seven in case there's any bad traffic. I've been playing uh, the game of the month, Load Runner, on my horizontal main pony. When I got bored of it. I was having to scroll through some old favourites because that's got um, it's got some favourite games over. It's also got the Ten Pence arcade. Game. I think it's got nearly all the games you've ever played on there, apart from ones mm-hmm. you obviously can't play on there because you're doing hardware or whatever, or with different controls. But because um, I've got I've got two joysticks on the horizontal one with three buttons in the middle, so I can play stuff like Robotron and, and Rescue on there. So that's pretty cool. Um, played Kung Fu Master. Couldn't even do the second level. How poor is that? Yeah, you soon get back into it, though. Yeah, because when I was at Arcade Club, I got to the last guy, and he killed me, which was a bit of a bummer, because uh, you can normally do him quite easily. It's normally the um, the warlock guy, the wizard, who normally gets me. Like He's sort of worked him out now. Uh, I played Rygar, and I still don't like it. Oh, I love Rygar. I do not like that game. Green Beret, I couldn't even beat the second level on that, and I can actually complete Green Beret normally. Uh, Ladybug. So... This cab, it's horizontal, but it's also got some vertical games on there as well to play on the horizontal screen. And I played Ladybug, which I haven't played for ages. And I didn't do too badly. got a reasonable 80,000 points on there. I think my best was 162. 
Um, but that is a great game. I love Ladybug. Really like that one. They haven't got a Ladybug at Arcade Club, have they? No. Because I think me and Mr. Tronas were talking about it and we were looking for it. I don't think they got one. Maybe they got one no. at Leeds. don't know. I'm not sure. Not That's sure, a game actually. they should get old because it's a gorgeous cab as well. Yeah, uh, I, was, I wasn't fond and fond of the Gates thing. Oh, I loved it. I also mm. played Donkey Kong for the first time in ages and got 90,000. So that isn't too bad. I, my very, very best when I was playing it a lot was 238,000. So not bad for a first go in ages. Mm. I also found this little thing here, Sean. Let me show you it on the screen. That there is an Odroid Go. It's like a little Game Boy thing, which is its own operating system, own computer inside. It's got like a, it like a single Game Boy. Board. It does look like a Game Boy, yeah. Um, so that's a really nice little thing. I bought it. It's like a little kit you put together. It's really easy to put together. There's only a little, a few little bits you put together. I don't think there's any soldering either. But it's a really nice little thing. And I was always going to, because it's clear, I was going to spray paint the inside of it. So you obviously you don't get any paint on the outside. You can wear away. But you can see the colour on the inside. I was going to do it like a black speckled kind of colour. I must do that. And I'll probably just get rid of it because I don't play the damn thing. But it is quite cool. Some good games on it. Emulators. All emulated games, obviously. Because hmm. I don't really... The only um, handhelds I play are my Game Boy Advance, which has got one of those super cards on it. We can play lots of different NES, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy, Game Boy Color games on it. And... I've also got a GPI case Pi Zero, which has got, um, it looks like a Game Boy, but it's got a Pi Zero in it. It can play hundreds of emulator games and loads of stuff on there. So I play them mostly, so I'll probably get rid of that thing, but it's quite nice. I've also been playing another handheld lately, a lot of Legend of Zelda on the Zelda game oh, yeah. watch, which I got recently. So I want to finish Legend of Zelda, the first one, because I finished it years ago, like 20 odd years ago, when my brother was little. I bought him his, a NES for his, ooh, how old was he? Eight, maybe? And I played with it with him then. Must be 25 years or more ago, actually. And we completed it. Cause we used to play it before we went to bed and I completed it with him. And I've been playing it lately and damn, that is a hard game. It's really difficult. Yeah. It's, it's sort of, it was setting all the tropes for the Zelda series, weren't it? A lot of them in that. Yeah. When, when it, you yeah. play, well, when I was really into the, um, the Switch Breath of the Wild. It's a fantastic game. It really is good. It just takes you forever. It takes you over your life. And there's loads of stuff in that from all the games. And I recognise loads of little bits from Legend of Zelda, like the blob, the keys, which is like the horrible bat things, and lots of little monsters in it. You think you see in 3D now, obviously with fantastic graphics and all that. And you think, oh, it's one of those from the first game. And obviously how the dungeons work and all this sort of stuff. And Dungeon 4 is horrible. I do not like Dungeon 4. It's, it's it's like a, I think there's nine levels in total, but level four is is way harder than any of them. I think so. I have to go back to that one. I've got more heart containers. I've only got like eight at the moment. I think you can get twelve in total. But yeah, I need to go back to that level. But that little mini is so good. It's it's absolutely perfect. It's so, really cool. Soul's doing going through them all on his Twitch. Soldable on Twitch. He's, oh, is he? he started off started off with Legend of Zelda the the original. He's going through them. I don't know what he's up to now. But he, he struggled with that very first one. But it says in your notes here that it's got the game, but has it got the, I think I've read it and then I forgot, has it got the link to the past or links away? Hold on a minute. Okay. Let's do it live. Um, that's my game there. Go to because game. Because I, I loved that on the game, but it was fantastic. It was based on the SNES one. It came after the SNES one. Yeah, it's got Legend of Zelda. It's got the Adventures of Link, which is Zelda 2, the sort of side-scrolling one. 
and yeah. it's got The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, That's which is the, the Game Boy version. It actually plays in black and white as well, like Game Boy. That was amazing. such a fantastic game, that was. So the idea of this little handheld is I'm going to complete the first one, then I'm going to go into the second one and complete that, and then I'm going to the third one. I'm going to get my money's worth out of this thing. And do you know what else I did with this thing? I bought two by accident. Ooh. I bought one, right? I think when it first came out, I went, right, Nintendo, I'll have one of those, please. Pre-order. Thank you very much. And when it was just about to come out, I saw it advertised. I went, oh, God, I didn't order one. So I ordered one from Amazon. And then when the day they came out, they both arrived in the post on the same day. I was like, I know what this is, because it's obviously Nintendo packaging. I opened it, brilliant, got that, thank you very much. And I looked at it, I, I know what that is as well. And I opened it, and it was exactly the same thing. <laughs> An idiot I am. It's like 50 quid. 40, like I think that. they are. 44, it's, maybe? It's I can't bad. remember. It's not bad for Nintendo, I'll tell you really, what, is it? It is a really nice piece of kit. The screen on it is lovely. It sounds great. The battery lasts forever. There's a button on the side. You just press it, and it comes on and off in an instant. It doesn't go to sleep. You don't have to tower it down like a pie or anything. It just works, and it's absolutely perfect. And the other one had Super Mario Brothers on it, the original uh, platform game, and it's got... um it's got Mario 2, I can't remember now. And it's also got a little game. This has also got a game and watch game on it, which uses a link to play. Ooh, what game is it? One of the one of the old game and watch games. That's the idea of it. And it plays that as well. So it's got four games on it for that money. It's really, really good. It's a quality little item as well. It's a really nice little thing. It's so light. Charge of the USB-C. It lasts for ages. That's absolutely for ages. Really like it. And I'm going to get my money's worth mm. that by doing all the games. I'm really into getting pl- to playing those as well. It's really nice playing them. But mm. still I difficult. I'm playing that, that Black and White Game Boy one again. That was really, really good. I remember I remember loving that, really. Yeah. I'm just thinking if I've got a, a Game Boy with a um, one of the, the smart carts in it, but I've only got the Game Boy Advance, which I play quite a lot, actually. Have you got a Game Boy Advance? I have. Ooh. I've got an SP, you know, the, the clamshell one. I've still got one of them. Well, I've got... That's another thing I'll go on to in the, in the buying section in a minute. I've got something you might want to play with. I've got a, a spare SD card thing for it. Ooh. So you can play it on there, because it plays Game Boy and Game Boy Color games on it. We'll sort that out afterwards. Oh, yes. Arcade News. So the news basically is the UK VAC Mega Meetup, which we spoke about, which was really cool. We enjoyed that. Loads of people there. Um, also, at the same morning before I drove to you, or I drove to meet you there, I went to the Glasgow Gaming Market on the morning of the 20th. And it was pretty good. It wasn't as big as the London one. The, the actual area was as big as the London one. There wasn't many vendors in there, but there was quite a lot of people. And I got in uh, an early bird. And I bought a cartridge. It's all I bought. And there's nothing really I wanted there. Some quite expensive items. Well, they're all like boxed, nice sort of things. But it was quite a good little event. I hope to go to another one. Uh, there's another article on the Sega Japanese arcade shutting down. Oof. I can remember yeah. that one. I don't know if we said last time it shut down. It was a real, a real big shame. And it's opened up across the road. Yeah. Like two days later. And it was something to do with the landlord being a being a bit of a numpty to them so mm. that's good news and i was going to read it and then then do a, a quick summary on it and then have some succinct points to s- tell our listeners how the japanese people are really are really saying they are care to die and they're not dying no I don't there's, think a lo- there's lo- loads of little ones springing up in this country yeah and 
and it's they're big just, business at the moment, isn't it? They're just changing. I was going to say something really good and, and like thought provoking, but I can't. But you didn't. I didn't. Good work, Sean. Good work. <laughs> Some sad news. Uh, Bob Lawton, founder of Funspot, has died. Aged 90. He had a good old life. Uh, happily, though, one good thing coming out of it, Funspot will be looked after by the next generation of Lawtons, which is really nice. I think I heard a story yeah. about Bob that even in his, his, since he owned it from, the, I think, the 50s or something or 60s, he went, he opened up the place every single morning himself, even though he might not have worked there all day long, especially in his old age. He went there like eight o'clock in the morning every day with the key to open the place up, which I think is really, really nice. It's a real dedication to it. And the, the, if you've ever been to Fun Spot, and I have twice, it's an amazing place to go. It's really, really good. If you ever get a chance to go to New Hampshire in America, go to Fun Spot. I, I think of. Listen to an interview with him. I think he might have been on the Ted Dabney Experience podcast. Quite possibly, yeah. I think he might. I've heard it only quite recently, really. Yeah. I've got to catch up with Ted Dabney, actually. I haven't listened to him for a while since I've been at my new work. But I'm, I'm going to be doing some boring jobs tomorrow. I might have to listen tomorrow. I need to catch up on those. That's a really good podcast. Mm, so rest really in pixels, good. Bob. What a guy. Mm, yeah. And... <laughs> Here's another one. I've done a link to the Houston Arcade Expo on a Reddit, and I thought, oh, I need to do a comment on that. And guess what? Is it something to do with Houston? We've got a problem. Please don't do that. No, it's not. Go it on. Was, it was something to do with the Arcade Expo at Houston. I thought, oh, that's interesting. At Houston, right. That's not one I've heard of before. And I forgot again. <sighs> so sure. this, this arcade news is sadly lacking. You have earned the right... To be alone. That's <laughs> oh, another thing I found on Twitter. This is quite interesting. Uh, actually, the Pie Factory podcast, our friends, retweeted it. Uh, it says here, This dapper chap is Namco employee Hideyuki Nakajima, who went on to become president of Namco USA, then Atari Games before founding Tengen. Turns out he was also the voice that was used for Bosconian. Alert, alert, spice ship sided. Condition red, condition red. I love the speech on that game, even though it's really rubbish. That was the guy who voiced it. How cool is that? New news. IAPA, I-A-A-P-A, which is the yearly American <laughs> meet, like, you know, just new stuff. Yes. The video, video operated game, uh, coin operated game, not just, not just redemption. It's all part of the leisure industry, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And there was some good stuff. And guess what? Sean. I forgot. <laughs> I wish I had your poking blue scratchy back thing now to hit you with. Can you just go and get it and just smack yourself on the chops with it for me, please? I can see it. I can't reach it. I can't get uh, it. Here's another so the, little... Um, the th three bits of news that I've put in here to to research and I've only just read them again. You are quite rubbish, sir. Sorry, listeners. You know it all makes sense in the end. Here's another thing I saw on Twitter. It's like a sort of picture of four faces and it's got um a guy painting his face white and it says an lcd will be more dependable than the original crt and the next picture he's got a blue eye and he's putting on some red lipstick and a yellow eye and it says 20 buttons two joysticks one trackball then he's putting on a wig a sort of fluffy colored wig and it says custom side art that references 30 different games and the last picture is him as a full-on clown and it says, fully restored classic arcade machine asking $2,000. Mm. 
Because mm. that's the kind of people who do that to cabs. Yeah, we, we do see that, don't we? Biscuits with you, biscuits with you, I don't know about you, biscuits with you. So this is a personal one, Sean. Tell the listeners about this one. Yeah, when you came down to stop, you bought some Iron Brew 1901, Oof. which I had two glasses off. Two, was it two litres or two 70 centilitres? And wife had it and son had it, so that went down a storm. I thought they might have stolen it, actually. It has that yeah, effect so on people. I don't, know if, I don't know where we can get it. I've got a normal Iron Brew. Yeah. 1901 is better. Not a, not a low fat, and it's got aspartame in it, even what? though it's... Even the sugary norm- one? Yeah. Really? So I tipped it away. What are they putting that in it for if it's got sugar in? That's daft. I don't know. It's sweetener, isn't it? Not well, the 1901 hasn't, it. because in 1901, there's no such thing as aspartame. Mmm. Mmm. I got you these biscuits because I was supposed to bring some Empire biscuits with me, but I forgot to get them the night before, and I couldn't get any on the day. I couldn't get to a decent bakery to get some. So I stopped in at T-Bay Services, which is a really good services, just outside Scotland. No, I didn't. I got them in the Scottish one. Cairn Lodge. That's the other one. It's owned by its chain. They've got three of them. And it's Cairn Lodge one. And I got these very expensive biscuits. Can you tell the listeners about them, please? Yes, they were really nice. Didn't last long, did they? No, they were, it says, dips. I was going to take a photo of them, but obviously there's only, was there six? There were six, and they were about an inch thick. They are massive. And each one was 226 calories for one biscuit. <laughs> they were good, though. We had, when we it got awesome. back from our keg at midnight, we had them then. Oh, they were mm. good. Oh, yeah, lovely. Oh, God. They're called Tionis, Tionis, cookies, dipped cranberry, handmade. <laughs> well, I've, I've thrown them up, thrown the thing away, but I've got a picture on my phone so I can zoom in and find them. So they come from motorway services. Yeah, but it's like a farm shop at Ken Lodge. Ken Lodge is a really, really decent service. It's not like your usual chain of rubbish. They mm. do full on. I think they get all their their produce from places very close to them, sort of like local yeah. farmers and stuff supply them. And they've got a really good farm shop, which has got a lot of home baked goods and all that sort of stuff. It's a really good. And also, I got myself a Kendall mint cake from there because it would be rude not to. I'm not so not so keen on that. Oh, Kendall mint cakes are amazing. They're just pure sugar wrapped in some minty stuff. It's been a long time since I've had one. Yeah, you've forgotten what they're like, mate. They're gorgeous. Mm, I love a Kendall mint cake. Ooh. What's in Victor's wallet? We don't know. Let's find out, shall we? Ooh. So the first thing... It hasn't arrived yet, but I have paid for it. It's an RGP Pi Plus adapter for the Pi Zero 2. It's going to be going inside my latest project, the 10-inch CRT Bartop Mega Unit. So basically, it's an interface which goes from the Raspberry Pi Zero 2. I think it just provides keyboard to joystick input. So obviously, you wire this to your joystick and your buttons, and it inputs it to the to the Pi. That's all it does, because the mm-hmm. RG, I think the RGP, oh, actually, it might have RGP on it as well, as the name suggests, perhaps. Yeah, it's got the it's got the RGB on it as well. I think it's got the, I don't know, I can't remember, I'm an idiot. But basically, that hasn't come yet. I'm waiting for that to turn up, so I can use that. Also, uh, I'm waiting for the Mr. Multisystem. I thought it should have arrived today. I thought they were delivered on the 29th. I'll have to get on to, 
I think Ross Ross has got one as well coming. I'll get on to him and see if he's got one. So that's not come yet, but that's going to be the, the thing I'm going to use for my main consoles. Stop press. It arrived today and Victor has to edit this stupid podcast rather than tinkering with that. Obviously, the X68000, which is nothing to do with my wallet because it cost me an out. But that is an exciting one. I'm getting right into that. I also bought and arrived at the start of the month 10 analog joysticks for the Vectrex controllers I use. Yeah. So I ran out to do the last few. I haven't got any left. I've done them all now. And I ran out of them. And then when I went off to finish the sticks, I went in one of the boxes to get some other parts from there. And there was four of them already in there. And I, need, I needed three. What an idiot. So now I've got like 11 left or something. <sighs> what an idiot. You have to, you'll have to build them. Well, I am planning on doing a few more. Not just yet, but maybe I'll do 10 or something and sell them. I'm not going to take any orders for them this time, though, because that's a pain in the backside. I will do some new ones soon. Listener feedback. Have we got any yeah. feedback at all? No. Is that not- it? So... Sean and I were going to leave this section out, but as the listeners haven't sent us any feedback, they're going to get a telling off. Why aren't you sending us feedback? What do you want us to do? What do you want to hear about? Tell us if we're any good or not. Actually, don't tell us if we're good. Tell us if we're bad. Tell us what's going on. Tell us if you're listening or not still. Is there anyone out there? Is this thing on? (laughs) No one's given us any feedback. There's People have sent in their scores with a bit of feedback. Thank you for that. But no actual feedback. So if you've got any news or you want us to cover anything, give us a shout. Tell us what's going on, people. Yeah. We'll, we'll love to hear from you and all your biscuit reviews and news. And But mainly and arcades, please. Thank mainly you very much. Mm. But if you have got some recommendations for biscuits, you will have those as well. Thank you. Yes. There's, there's lot, lots of chat on Twitter, but it's not exactly feedback, is it? It's just like banter. Bants with a Z. Don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. No, don't do it. Okay. Friendly shout-outs. I'd like to thank Bobby Idod for the Game Boy Advance rechargeable battery packs he sent us. They are absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. Tracy at the Arcade Club for her Defender tips. Tracy is the person who's really good at Joust. We also found out she's quite good at other games as well. She's mm. quite good at Defender. I think she's on a quarter of a million on Defender. Something yeah. like that. She's really good. And I got her to show me how to play it properly. And she gave us a little few hints. And when I built myself a nice controller for that, because it needs special controls, I'm going to practice that. I do like Defender. I'm rubbish at it, but I do like it. And I had a quick game, of, quick few games of Stargate at Arcade Club as well. And I'm better at Stargate. Maybe that's one's just set a little bit easier at Arcade Club. I don't know. But I do like it. Mm, Stargate. Yeah, it's, it's got an extra button, isn't it? It's got an extra button and different enemies, which I quite like. But it plays very mm. similar to, to Asteroids. Uh, Asteroids. Defender. What am I on about? Asteroids on the brain. Also, like to thank Tyke from UK Vac, Mike, for helping me out with X68000 repairs. Because when I was talking to someone at Arcade Club, about the X68000, I think it was Roger, he recommended um, I speak to Tyke because he'd repaired a load. He bought a load, I think, from Japan, fixed them and then got rid of them again. But he is getting him, he's just got himself a new one. So he's, we're going to be sort of building them together and hopefully he can give me some help because he knows that I do it all as well. So it's quite good. Thank you for that. 
massive thanks. And where is it? Where's my ping? Dunk ping. Just do a proper ping. To Lewis, forgive me the X68000. I gave him something else in return. Um, I hope he's going to get some joy out of that. And last one for me is I am Jimmy for biscuits. He gave us two lots of biscuits and I gave you none of them. But yeah, wh- why? Because you never give me ones that listeners give. They, they give. they give them to you and they say, <laughs> make sure Victor gets his share. And you go, yeah, all right. And then just you and the wife nosh him. That was only one one occasion, which that was I know the last of. couple of months. Last couple of months. So you say. They were nice, though, and I did tell you about them. So, <sighs> so what were these ones, then? Why I harder? I can't remember. They, they didn't last long. I got, I got When I got home, right, not the first thing she said to me, but probably the second or third things was, did you get any biscuits? Because she was after biscuits. She was in my bag, just looking for them. I went, yeah, go on, then. <laughs> she knew straight away I was going to get biscuits. So biscuits. thank you, Jimmy. They were lovely. Right. That's that's just it's not on. It isn't. <laughs> Shout out to the UK backers. Oh, and from met. me as well, and from me, all the people we saw yeah. there, new and old, and people that I have met and not met, and and people that are going to meet. And when you've got your time machine, when you can go back to Japan, I'm going to use it to meet the old backers back in the day. That'd be nice for them. Back in the day, I say, <laughs> and oh, also. No. Thanks to Jim Bagley and Graham Cole for letting me interview him about the Pi 28K, I think it's called. I watched that just yesterday, Sean. Yeah. It was good, but yeah. I've got a complaint. Yeah. The sound. I it was know. very, very loud at the at the Blackpool play, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I did the best I could. And could I, you I, not spring for some extra microphones for your guests? I should have. I should have used a different i have got that you should have used your and actually don't use your brain take some instructions next time and use them it's only a little lapel mic and i was holding it near jim and then moving it and that and then it didn't help with masks either did it because jim was obviously doing well putting his mask on and leaving his mask on yeah as he should do you can make it out though but it's a bit it's a bit muffled i think if you click on something on youtube does it not do auto-generated um subtitles it help. does, but it it does, but it doesn't pick it all up. To make a bit of a mockery of them. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't pick. It, it it tries to. It struggles. But it doesn't pick them all up. But you can get what's going on. Cool. And the actual content is great. I like what they did there. I like it a lot. Go and watch it on YouTube, kids. Yes, but I'll put put a link in the no shows to Sean's Arcade. It's the best video games arcade podcast. No, even YouTube show. You don't even all- know what it is, do you? Not really. In in this entire street on which I live. Yeah, I, I could second that, probably. That is saying something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Okay. Are you going to quiz me, Sean? Are you going to quiz me right up? I'm going to quiz you right up, mate. Arcade Master Quiz. <laughs> right. I've Go on, really I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for this. I've been really clever, I've got. Ten, oh, yeah. ten questions, ten years from 1976. So you're going to have a question on 76, 77, 78, 79, that. 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, and 85. So here we go. There's, there's loads of bonus points here because I know you like bonus I points. Like a bonus point, mate. I like a good bonus point, Lee. Right, 1976. Le Mans. Le Mans. Or Le Mans. Le Mans, that's the word. Is similar to which game? Night Driver. 
No. No, no. Um, Datsun Z780 Zapper, it's called. No, it's like a sprint. It's like an overhead version of sprint. Oh, bugger. <laughs> Got that one wrong. Okay. And by by who, for a bonus point, by who manufactured it? What, WEC Lamar? Um, was that Midway? No. <laughs> it's Atari. Oh, is it? Wow. Yeah, so Atari made Sprint and yes. then Super Sprint and, and it went it went to a oh, was it a key sprint. games thing where they sort of pretended to be No, it's just Atari. Oh. Very weird. Anyway, nineteen seventy seven. The yes. first commercial vector game was called What? In seventy seven. Oh. It's a Centronics game. No, it isn't. Oh, hang about. Wasn't Space Wars um, Vector? That's it. You got it. Yes. Space Wars. Space Wars. Yes. By, by whom? Nutting Associates. No. Oh, Cinematro- wasn't it? Cinematronics. It was a Cinematronics. Because I know Cinematronics yeah. did a lot of early vectors. Okay. Right. Here we go. 1978. You've only got one point. Ooh. Ooh. Balloon Circus is a version of which game? Balloon Circus. Mm. I would say just Circus. Yep. Yeah, the pop in the balloons with a little guy on the seesaw. Bit of a trick question. There was loads of clones and licenses. You can get a point for each version that you name. And there's a like, there's about six. Oh, God. Um, Clowns? Yeah, got clowns. I think that's the only one I know, you know, mate. Oh, what about that? There was a sequel. What about the sequel? What? To, clowns to, 2. You could have had, you could have had, very weird, this seesaw. Oh, you would have won. Seesaw jump from Sega. That's a rubbish name. I know, springboard. Well, you jump in and there's a seesaw. What should we call it? Seesaw jump. Springboard from Subelectro. Yeah. Trapeze, which oh, was trapeze. kind of... Oh, I've heard of that one. Kind of a sequel. Trampoline. Yeah. Which was the another sequel. And there's one called Jumpers from the very famous arcade manufacturer, Burke Heister. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> German Burke. one. I'm Burke Heister. And Universal did one called Circus Circus. Okay. Ah, we've mm. had loads of points then. Yeah, I knew one of them. The year is 1979. I'm just collecting my first pension. I was I, six. I was nine. IPM, IPM changed their name to what in this year? Oh, oh no. Because an IPM Invaders. Was it SNK? No, it's IREM. Oh, okay. Because they, they did a, they did a rip-off of Invaders called IPM Invaders. Do I get that a bonus gonna, point for that? That was going to be the question? bonus point, yeah. Yes. How do uh, I preempt that? I'm so good. Right, we're into 1980. Super Mooncrester, not Mooncrester, was released by who? Subelectro? No, Gremlin. Ugh. What was Super about it? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. What was Super about? Super Mooncrester 2? They call them enhancements. I'm not sure they are. Did it have a fuel bar down the bottom? No. Mm, different aliens? No. Mm, 
a level where you got to dock your ship. Oh, that's a normal moon cruster, isn't it? No, they had faster firing. Yeah, like they did on some of the Galaxian games, and the enemies fire back at you. You know them, them twirly eyeball things. They fire back at you. The swines, right? That's not enough to call it a sequel, is it? No, not super at all. That's a few hacks, isn't it? It's just Hack Cresta. Yeah. Right. The year is 1981. Rambo has just been released in the arc. In the no, that's a bit later. What was released in 1981, Vic? Stuff. Blade Runner, maybe. I don't know. Probably. Namco's Warp and Warp was licensed to who? Warp and Warp. Midway? No. Oh, I've got you this time. Rockola. Oh, okay. Rockola. And what did they call it? They didn't call it Warp and Warp. What did they call it? Didn't they just call it... Oh. Oh, damn. No. Warp Man. No, that's that's kind of a sequel, isn't it? That's on uh, NES, I think. Warp, warp. Oh, I, I was going to say I saw... that, but I thought it was too obvious. You just missed out the and. Right, the first screen. What's the first screen a, a bit like? What's the gameplay a bit like? I think it looks a little bit like Wizard of War. A little guy running around a maze. That's the second screen. Ah, I don't know, then, mate. I don't know if I've played it, you know. First screen's like Sheriff. Oh, is it? Yeah, you've got guys going around the outside. Is it got this, special controls again? Because we need to do that. It sounds quite fun. No, it's just four-way. It's just okay. four-way. We'll but probably do that soon, then. And the second screen, right, is like Bomberman. Oh. Nin- 1981, it's a square grid maze, and you press a button, you run off, and it explodes. It's oh. definitely like Bomberman. That's 1981. Wow. We were talking about this the other month, weren't we? What yeah, we did a like game Bomberman. that was very similar, didn't we? The, um, Mrs. Dynamite from Universal. That's it. And that was... Is that 1980, 81? Very similar time, wasn't it? Yeah, Wow, okay. Right, you're doing very poorly here. Very poorly, but interesting (laughs) questions. Very well done, sir. Right, 1982. The year was 1982. I just got my new BMX and I crashed into a tree. Sean, question. (laughs) What type of game is Pop Flamer? Pop Flamer. Oh, I played this a little while ago. Is it? A little bit like Bubble Bubble. Kind of. What's it? What's the genre of game? Like a platform thing. No, it's kind of like a maze. Is it? Yeah. I played that a little while ago, I'm sure. Oh, well. <sighs> it might be a platform. I'll give you a point for that. I might be yes. wrong. I'll give, you, I'll give you a point. It's got platforms. Right. Who is the antagonist? Little pig. No, mouse. Oh, that's almost like a and, pig. No, it's like a it's like a smaller pig. Yeah, it runs runs it likes cheese. Yeah, and who released it? Taito. Jalico. Was it? Yeah. No way. Right. I thought it was got- like a prequel to Bubble Bubble. I must be thinking of something else. Okay. Mm. What in 1983? Now I was yeah. 13. I was in love with a girl called Zoe. Mm. Mm, best of all. I wonder what she's doing now. Not a podcast, Sean. No. Anyway, what genre of game is Espial? It's a horizontal shooter. No. Yes, it is. A vertical oh, so, shooter. Whoa, stop. It's a vertical shooter with a horizontal screen. And I know because I've got the PCB of it. I'll let you off for that then. I'll yes. You, you dare. 
And <laughs> what did the two buttons do on it? I thought it was only one button, actually. Uh, shoot and shield? No, shoot and ground bomb like Xevious. Oh, okay. I've hardly ever played that game, you know. It's not very good. Uh, you, there's two bonus points here. Who, manufa- who manufactured it? Ooh. Four letters. Oh, it's a weird one, isn't it? Hmm. Because the boot, the board looks like a bootleg board. It might even be a bootleg. Four letters. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say like UPL or something. That's three letters. I don't know. Orca. Oh, O-R-C. it's an Orca game. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. And Orca staff went on to become, well, part of who? One of my favourite developers. What, Cave? No, nearly, before Cave. Oh, that was um, Rising and Eating? No. Wasn't that part of that? No. Rhymes with Boa Plan. <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't know that. Turpan, wow. Okay. Uh, I'll give you half for that because I'm, cause you're doing so bad. Yeah. Anyway, 1984, Mr. Viking. Mr. Viking, who released that? Oh, God. Sega. Yes, you got that one. Yeah. And what hardware was it on? System one. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's an early one. I've played it, I think. Right, I'm just going to open another tab on my browser. Can you name... You get an extra point for naming every any System 1 game you can. Flicky? Yeah. Uh, Teddy Boy Blues? Uh, hang on, yeah. Um, I think Bank Panic System 1? Uh, no. Fantasy Zone? Uh, no. What was that game you really like with the where you twang yourself around in a little car? Yeah, it is. It is. That what? one. Um, oh god, what's the name of it? Uh <laughs> spatter. There's blood coming out of your eyes. Yeah, spatter. spatter. Yeah. Uh I think what's the name Kid was Alex Kid was system one. No. Is it not? No, I'm on, I'm on system16.com, so it's got to be right. Yeah, yeah, it is. No, I thought no. I thought Alex Kidd was as well. There's all those really colourful games that look like Master System. I think it was Master System hardware, actually, Z80 stuff. Mm. I can't think of any others, mate. I'm sure you'll know when you tell me. Starjacker, Up and Down, Wonder Boy. Oh, Pit, right. Pitfall 2, uh, yeah, Guardia. I can't remember what Guardia is. Mm. Uh, 4D Warriors, Block Gal. Guardia. Oh, it's a shooting map, yeah. It's okay. a vertical shoot. Bit, it'd be a bit, a bit like Xevious by the look of it. Right, last one. Go on. 1985. The superbly named Cosmo Police Gallivan. Yes. Was developed by who? Oh, uh, God, I had this on the Spectrum, the arcade version on the Spectrum, because Imagine did it. Um, is it Jalico again? No, Nichibutsu. Oh, darn it. Yep. What type of game is it? You're a little robot guy. You run around yep. and change it to different things. Yep. Yep. And what... There was a non-arcade sequel released on which console to Gallivan? Oh, I would have said the MSX. 
Super Famicom. Ooh. I did very poorly. They were quite hard questions. A good question, mind. I, I applaud you for your questions. So eight and a half, nine That's the kind of question I'd ask you. I know. Good, weren't they? Evil one. Yeah, keep them going, eight, son. Nine, like, I like ten, them like 11, that. 12, eight, eight, a brain work. 12, 12 and a half points. But there was, there was loads of... There was, uh, what, 17 bonus points. Did well there, though. Did that well. was a good quiz. I liked it immensely. I quizzed you right up, mate. You quizzed me right up. Spat me out the other side. <laughs> yeah. Feature game review. Load Runner by IREM1984, licensed from Broderbund. Original game program by Doug Smith on Apple II. It's a four-way joystick with two buttons, dig left and dig right, with your dirt o zap patented sonic shovel. Uh, some of our listeners, <coughs> 20 to 5, didn't know there was two buttons for this game. I think a few people didn't. You know what? If you press the second button while you're playing, you'll soon find out. Mm. Not just pressing one. What are these people like? And it sounds <laughs> like this. There's no backstory. There's just stuff chasing you around a, uh, a maze. You dig them and stuff and get gold. Will that do? Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. I like it, I like it. You run around the horizontal platforms, ascending and descending ladders, hanging on wires and falling all about the place trying to pick up bloody big gold nuggets. Really, these things are massive. They're as big as your character. You must have magic pockets or something. When you have all the huge gold nuggets, a big ladder takes you at the top of the screen to the next platform level. There are 24 levels. Hindering your evil pig capitalist gold collecting are different enemies. These buggers can also pick up the gold and then run over it. If they do, they will flash. Not flash at you, but their character will blink on and off. I'm glad that's understood. Mm. To get the gold back off the bad dudes, you need to trap them in a hole and the hole to magically fill in before they come out and kills them. And sometimes they just drop them because they're idiots. They don't know they're in gold. If you do kill <laughs> off an enemy, a new one will automatically enter at the top of the screen. You can safely walk over an enemy if they're in a hole. Mm. I quite like the first set of levels. There's little guys with blue beards, like little blue cavemen. And when mm. they're in a hole, they kick their legs about helplessly. <laughs> idiots. That'll learn mm. them. You are timed and will lose a life if it runs out before you get all the gold and escape the level. If an enemy touches you while knotting a hole, you will lose a life. If you manage to fall in one of your own holes and it fills in, you also die. Uh, you gain an extra life at 50,000 points, which I didn't do. When you finish a level, you get the remaining time added to your score. If more than half the time remains, you get a two times bonus. So mm. there's a few um, little secrets to this game and stuff. So use your sonic shovel to dig out long areas. You want to slow the enemy down while you do stuff because they keep falling in them, jumping out, falling in them, jumping out, getting filled in, die, all that sort of stuff. If you do a level without trapping any enemies, like not getting them in a hole, whether they get in or out or not, you get a 20,000-point bonus. If you do a level without actually killing any baddies and they get out of the, the holes you've dug, you get a 10,000-point bonus. If you manage to seal all the monsters in a pit or a cave permanently so they cannot get out or they, or they die, you get a 10,000-point bonus, and it leaves you to go and finish a level without them bothering you. And it is capable, even on the higher levels, I've watched a video on it. And you found out, and I saw in the video just last night, there are hidden robots in the game. 
yeah, there's little hidden things, and you you, you dig a hole, of... and there's a robot in it, and so it'll come out after you. And if you yeah. dig it a hole, it'll drop something. You get three thousand points for grabbing it. Yeah, there's a five thousand point one as well. And if you kill the robot, he doesn't come back either. There's there's other little. It's not as robots. There's other things as well that you can do. And I found I found a couple of them. I looked on YouTube. Yeah, found I found one. I played earlier a little game earlier just to see what my high score was on a high score table. And I found one in, usually in corners of the levels. So you, you mm. dig up something, and he comes out. You immediately trap him and get the hidden th- the big bonus, and you can kill him off, and he won't come back. So he just gets in your way. Otherwise, he's another monster you don't want chasing you around the place. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've heard that a lot of people said it's a memory game and you can pattern it, but I didn't want to do that because... Yeah, it's a bit, it, it gets a bit pointless. It, I'm not very good yeah. at memory games because my memory's rubbish anyway, but it takes all the fun out of it, I think. Yeah, so I've just played it normally and I did quite enjoy it for a while, but I got, I, I'll you know, I talk about that later on. Sometimes the bad guys, this is a, this is weird, they get stuck in like a, a little, as a, like a, I think I'm level six as a U-shape, well sort of thing and yeah. they fall into there and you can't get them out so if you and they're if they're flashing oh if they nick one of your gold you can't get them yeah, out if they're flashing yeah. anyway yeah so i've tried to dig down and quickly get the but you can't do it so right you're gonna die on the level because if you start digging while they're too close to you your hole won't be dug and they'll just get you mm. Yeah, I see what you mean. Because on the first level, I try and do it in a certain way. Well, make them go away from the gold so they won't grab the golds. So that that is quite a, a little thing to do. You, you can actually, it's quite easy to, the AI on the guys that are following you or trying to get you aren't very clever. They're quite thick, actually. And you can you can guide them where you want to go. And sometimes they'll just get stuck on a ladder going up and down, up and down, because they don't know where you, which way you're going. They can't get to you. Because sometimes mm. they'll actually go around something to get to you. But when you know that, you can actually make them go the way you want them to go. I think that's the secret of getting the game, getting the hang of the game, is to work out where they're going to go and make them go places you want them to go to stay out your way. Because there's a level, I think it's the one just before you do the first set of levels, I think level three, where there's a big V in the middle. And yeah. if any of them get in there, you can't go in and get the gold because they will get you. Because at the bottom of the, of the funnel... You've got a ladder to go down. If there's a guy there, you can't get down it. So you have to keep them out of that place. And once they're on the bottom level, they can't go back up to it. It's impossible. They, they can't go back. So you can safely go in, go down the sort of steps, get all the golds and get out safely. That's quite easy to do. So it's quite a lot of tactics in the game to, to keep the monsters away from where you want to go. And obviously you yeah, can trap them did. or not trap them for the bonuses and that sort of stuff. I never did work exactly out how to do it, how to lead them. Yeah, because the I, AI I know, is quite is simple. You can sort mm. of guide them. So if you, you go, it's like the robots in Berserk a little bit. They follow your movements. So if you're above and they can't get to you with a ladder, they'll go around to get up a ladder to get to you. And it is quite good when you can do it. But sometimes they just get stuck on a ladder going up and down. They're just idiots. They're really stupid. Stupid bad guys. Yeah, sometimes you can trap baddies in a hole and another time it just doesn't work. I, I couldn't work out what I was doing. Because you can you can trap them all and then you get the bonus at the end of the level, don't you? Yeah. So I was making bigger hole and the guys just wasn't fall. The guys weren't just fall into the hole. They, oh, they, they just up, fall in and hang there. Hang on the ledge. Yeah. Oh right, I'm not sure because I was watching the video earlier. I didn't pay much attention, but I saw the person. I think it was on the very last level, 
and it actually stops the game for a second and says, congratulations, you've you've trapped all the enemies, 10,000 points. And you mm. just go around at your own leisure getting the gold, obviously before the timer runs out. And the game ends on level 24. Have you seen the ending? Yeah. No. Because I watched the video and it's it comes up with like some text saying, congratulations, level 24, blah, blah, blah. You have made whatever. And your guy actually walks along the text and falls down the gaps in the text and goes to the bottom and walks out at the end. It's a really good little ending. But I'm glad the mm. game actually ends as well. So you can you can sort of do the game and have done with it and you know get a, a massive score before you, you finish it and it just stops. I quite like that. Hmm. There is a video I watched, and we'll put that in the show notes to see the actual game being completed. The guys, I think he does it, the person does it, whoever's doing it, does it without losing a single life. Does all 20, 24 levels without losing a single life, which is quite an achievement. I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. It's good. I think a lot of it would be memory, won't it? Like a memory game. I think it's either memory or just knowing how to control the baddies to get mm. them where you want them to be and you can go around and do what you want. But I, I know people, and I sort of got the hang of it myself a little bit, games like Rally X and New Rally X, where you can work out the the, the bad cars that are following you trying to crash into you. You can work out their AI. You can actually get them stuck. And I've done it a few times by accident where mm. they can't see you and they don't know where you are on the little map and they're just like driving around and you're off going and doing what you're doing. It's only when you get near them and they basically get the scent of you in inverted commas and they can see you again and chase you but when they just get stuck in, in a loop they get stuck in a loop and you just merrily go and play the game at your own leisure and that's what you can do with these guys when you get them in a certain place they can't they just simply can't get to you and it's, it's, it's I think it's quite satisfying when you can actually control the game like that I remember watching a video when we did Bomb Jack ages ago that someone was getting like 300,000 points on the first level because they knew exactly how to play the game, what to do at certain places, how to get the massive bonuses and repeat the bonuses and the multipliers and just get massive scores before you even start the game. And it's it's mm. that sort of knowledge and know-how of the game where you can just beat it, basically. It's when you can get that good, you can just beat the game, which is really good. I like that. But I'm nowhere near that on any game, really. What do you think of the graphics and the sound? I think they're all right. I think they're quite basic. It, it suits the game. Uh, whoa, whoa, there's... whoa. You say basic. Have you ever seen the original game on the Apple II? Yeah, I was looking back it's at them. little stick people. Have you seen this month's retro gamer has got a... I don't get through... it anymore, so I haven't. But you said there's a, a thing on Load Runner and that. Yeah, there's a big a feature. feature on it. They yeah, like... obviously knew what we were doing, didn't they? Yeah, they copied us. Oh, copied swines. Us. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it shows you like the Apple II on that. I think it was a first version. Yeah. And it, it must have been very easy to do on cons, uh, early computers because it's just 8 by 8 graphics, isn't it, basically? Yeah, little tiny pixels, yeah. Yeah. So, But the can... animation's pretty good for little stick people. It's good. Mm. It's not on the arcade. It's probably 16 by 16 blocks, then, I would think. The graphics are quite nice. They're quite cute. See, bright, quite bright colours. I like them. I mm. like the, the baddies, especially the guys at the start because they're like little blue-haired cave people. But the graphics are basically, they're quite bland, really. They're nice and colourful, but most of the screen is just bricks. Mm. Bricks, ladders, wires, gold, the bad guys, and yourself. And that's about it. And I think there's some some grounds, like a solid ground you can't dig through on some of the levels. Yeah. But that's basically it, isn't it? There's nothing else to the game. No, it must no other graphics. Easy. It doesn't need any more graphics, because that's all you're doing all the time. must have been easy to, to, to programme for, really. And I think one of the... 
I was reading Retro Gamer. They did a, a level editor for one yes. of these, yeah, one of the versions. And I think it was the very first version. You know, I think they had a level, level editor on the same disc. Put like 150 user levels in it, right? So. Yeah, it's like it's one of those games like Boulder Dash because later versions of Boulder Dash had level editors and people were just doing their own levels for it. I presume that's how they, mm-hmm. they did the sequels as well. Got people to do their own levels and stuff. But yeah, later on, this game was ported to just about everything. It, in the arcade, as far as I know, it's just a, a kit. It was never a mm. cabinet for it. It was just a kit. And there were quite a few sequels in the arcade as well, all by Irem. Um, but there was, there was loads. I mean, the original Brodermund computer game, originally on the Apple II, um, it was really cool on all formats because it was a simple game. As you say, it was a simple game to do. And it was just an addictive little puzzle game really just credit through it and learn how to do the levels and just see if you can get to the end really i used to play it on the vic 20 i think it was on the vic 20 or a version of it and obviously the atari 8 bit a little bit later on back in the day but they were really good versions i played the players quite a lot i've got a little pic a picture here of mr mr ross ross and mr chris k june from maximum power up playing load and doing a thumbs up yeah, they obviously live near each other. They play in this little cab there. I can see it. And they got some good scores on too as well. But it's nice yeah. they actually met up in real life and played it together. I like that a lot. It's quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Must, must live near each other. So that was quite a nice bit of visual feedback. Yes. Visual <laughs> feedback. I turned into an old man again with the visual feedback. My teeth are falling out. Oh, God, you've infected me, Sean. Right, oh, let's do the scores. And the first one is from a well-known fool. <laughs> yeah. Neil, Mr. 20 to 5, our friend, in real life, 600 points. He did not like it. He says, load runner, more like lard eater. 600 points scored. Couldn't be asked to get off level one. Silly guy always digs in the wrong direction. Wait a minute. There are dig left and dig right buttons? Well, who knew? Not me. Why did Sean Holly not tell me this sooner? Because Which, because I can answer this. Because, Neil, I know for a fact the cabinet you were playing it on has two buttons and you couldn't be bothered to press the second button. It's your own, it's your own fault. It's your own time you're wasting. And we're not annoyed with you, Neil. We're disappointed. Take that. <laughs> yeah, you've been told. So you get back in your box. Close the lid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mark Cappy dude, he said he didn't put a score in, but there's one on Sidekick. 12,090 points. We'll have that. Adam Pisces, or Adam Pisks. I don't know how you pronounce it. 18,100. Groove Furnishings Limited. He's doing very well with the sofas at the moment. He's furnishing grooves. Yes, yes, yes. Groovy sofas. 21,620. Ivan Storm. Oh, I should probably say it. Ivan Storm. 23,030. That sounds like a, either a pirate or a Viking, that guy. He's got loads of high scores on Sidekick. He's a great player. Cool. Alan Delta Lima, 28,060 points. Exploding Pimple Man, 29,100. T-Star, 32,940. Is he a star of tea? I think he is. Mm. I don't like tea, so... Coffee, can you call him Coffee Star? No, he's definitely a tea star. Flat white star. That'll do. Zestora, 35,780. 
Michael Vortman, 43400, wanted to quit after the first couple of tries, but the more I play it, the more I learn to love it. The countdown timer really sucks, but all in all, a great game. That didn't get me very often, the countdown timer. I didn't did get, get me get once, you? actually. I managed to do the, the paltry amount of levels I did, I did without dying from the timer. So my score is next, actually, 46,100. <laughs> give myself Can't a give- ping, but it's quite a poor score. You can't give yourself a ping for that. I flipping well did. You could take that ping back, young man. No! <laughs> ZX Michael, 49,340. Didn't get long on this, but my score did improve when I realised there were two dig buttons. Oh, he's another Fra- one. Quite good. We'll probably give it another go sometime. Uh, Nick, 73, 63,730. First 10 pence game in nearly three years. Speed is the key, and not squishing the dudes to get the bonuses. It's a fun game, but I'm never a fan of time pressures being vital for big scores. Takes the fun out of it a bit for me. Yeah, I can see that. Drumsy of Sidekick, 69.770. Score posted. What a great little game. I just had a thought about the timer, actually. If you didn't have a timer, what people would probably do, because the AI is not that clever, if people would just be trapping baddies all the time, wouldn't they? And killing them mm. off and killing them off and getting the bonuses and just staying on the same level for ages. So I suppose you do need a timer. But if you yeah. had a little bit more time, perhaps you could take the baddies out to get some scores, but you wouldn't get the big 10,000-point bonuses. So there is, a, there is a way of playing the game to get good scores, I think. Mm. Rob DC, 70,110. One punch, one punch, Rob. <laughs> 72,850. starting to click a little now. Mr. Ross Ross in that picture, 74,300. Johnny B, Johnny Beresford, 90,860. Louis Wellham, this lad, he's only a little and he's doing all right. 95,340, well done. I haven't got Bill Wellham. I don't know if he's he's put a score, and if he has, I've missed it. Sorry, I'll put it in if I can find it. Maybe Louis just beat him. Ha! Yeah. Mark Quatno Gravy, 100,910. Thought I'd never break the 100K as it seemed to hit a wall of mediocrity. (laughs) Majok, 101.770. Pilbo, 105.050. He is Jimmy, 105.290. Good score. Uh, Chris K. Jr. from the picture, 108.740. Really enjoying load running now. Pleased to break 100k. Strong pick this month. And he beat Ross Ross. Take that. Uh, Mr. Messi. 112,570. Not sure if I like this. Not bearing the David Bellamy's. Ah, they look like blue David Bellamy's, don't they? Mm. If you're not from this country, uh, look up David Bellamy. He was a nature presenter in the 70s and 80s. Big beard. Not bearing the David Bellamy's is the key to bigger scores. Trickier than it sounds. I think it's wowing on me now. That's how he spoke. He did, didn't he? <laughs> like that. Yeah, he did exactly like that. Good, you good you looked astounded at my impression there for a second. You got stuck. <laughs> That's a very good impression, that. Your little brain got just in a little loop then when you were processing it. Yeah, is he, is he here? Is he here? Yeah. Or is it you? I think, didn't he die like in the 90s or something? I don't know. I hope not. Anyway, he's, I hope not. He's a dude. Rygar, Mr. Rygar, talk about him in a minute. 122,860 pounds. Uh, J. Ping Barber, 126,930. I couldn't understand how to play this for a while. I'm so glad that I carried on because it's finally clicked and it's a great game. That's the 10 pence effect. A lot mm. of tactics and bonuses. Only thing I didn't like is that you can get stuck and you are bound to die. Uh, we'll play more. If you fall in one of your own holes, you're going to die because it will fill in. If it's if you don't fall through it, 
into an area below you, you will die because you can't climb out of the hole and just wait a few seconds and you're dead. Yeah, bugger. Right, in, in, I did quite well here. In you did do place, quite well, sir. Well 131,200. That's only getting to level seven. And I think I was lucky getting the bonuses, getting the robots, trapping things. I just had a lucky game because yeah. I, I, I got stuck on level eight and I, I was only on 100,000 on level eight. So 131,200, good for me. Well done. Evoga, uh, 184,320. Good score. Salbug. A good score, 191,520. Kind of fun, but then I realised it's just a memorising pattern game, so it's a big mare from me. He didn't Next. like it and he got that score. That's mm. second, and he mm. didn't like it. How weird is that? The f- first place, Old Man Steve, 228,690. I never played this before and thought it was a great little game. Then hated it, and now I don't know. Rage quitting a lot when the little Herberts don't do as they should. Yeah. We're trying to move them around. They weren't doing as they're told, idiots. Mm, good score, that. Good score. Well Especially played. when you didn't really like it that much. How weird is that? Well played, everyone. I did notice our two favourites, Mr. Charlie Farr and Mr. Tronads, weren't in there. What no. have they been up to lately? No, Charlie Farr's been playing a lot of Twitch and Tronads has been not here. He's, what's he been playing? He's probably in his cave, being a troll. He's been playing lots of modern stuff, you know. Oh, no. We have to give him a bit of a slap. Recently, been playing that Forza. No idea. Horizon. No idea. Five, I think. I, I, I I'm not listening now. <laughs> what? So the original was on the Apple II, uh, Atari 8-bit, C64, Vic 20, IBM PC, CGA only, so it was a low-res one. Later versions come out, obviously the arcade, the PC 8801, Japanese-only computer, SU-1000, prequel to the Master System, the NES, Pravitz 82-8M, I think is a... Is that a Russian Spectrum clone? Is that it's a singer. The singer, Lenny Pravitz. Are you going to go my way? I'm never going to forgive you for that. Are you going to go my way? I like him. MSX, Atari, ST, PC Engine. Got quite a good version. Uh, Xbox 360, Windows, iPod. iPod? What? Play on an iPod, eh? Macintosh, Virtual Console, PlayStation 3... BBCB Micro, PlayStation 1, SNES, Amstrad, CBC, everything. Game Boy, Amiga, everything. It's probably on a camera, probably on a microwave oven, I don't know, everything got it. Perhaps because it was so easy to convert. Mm. Obviously, the, the main code could be converted quite easily, and it wasn't that difficult a game to perhaps... Do you know what? I'm sure I typed in a game similar to this back in the day on one of the 8-bit computers... I'm sure I remember, it is. I remember playing it a little bit, but on the C64, but there was a game out called Jumpman. Yes. And Jump, Jumpman Jr. Jumpman Jr. looks similar. Which I thought was it's just more, far It's more better. sort of, it's more platforms and ladders rather than, I don't think you dig in it at all, but it looks no. similar. It's, it's those tiny little stick people again. Yeah, yeah, but once you I dig played it, that. Yeah, you jump around and get and get the little golds, I think. I can imagine why you'd think that. Yeah, it's a very similar looking yeah, game. Yeah, once I played that, I didn't want to play Loadrunner then, so I think I didn't play it anymore. Yeah, Jumpman is pretty cool. Um, changes and improvements. There's none to be had, really. It is a perfect computer game that's ported to a pretty perfect arcade game for what it does. Mm. Um, just like Boulder Dash is a good arcade game from a computer game. I'd get rid of them impossible deaths where the guy's flashing and you can't. Yeah, you'd think... If they were stuck somewhere where you couldn't get to them and get out, 
the gold would reappear where it first came from. Maybe they, I don't know if they could do that on it. Maybe they, they, the computer couldn't could detect it, but that would be a better mm. thing to do, wouldn't it? It's actually when they're stuck and you obviously can't get to them, they should put it back where it was magically. Magic, magic. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a, a solid Sean, conversion. Sean. Magic, magic. Wow. There you go. That's the that's the response I wanted. Go on. Wow. I think it's a solid convert, a solid conversion of a mm. console computer game. It's, I think it got, yeah, I, I didn't do level eight in normal play. I did it by just, you know, continue, you can continue, continue, which is probably on a computer version. That's what you would probably do or we'll use infinite lives hacks or something like that to play through the game at home. Mm. But in the arcade, that is a stroke of genius because. You're going to go, oh, I could have done that level. I need to know how to do the next level. And you would put another 10p or another quarter, or another 100 yen in to play mm-hmm. it. So that is quite a good idea to get the money out of the pockets mm-hmm. of the punters. So yeah, I do agree with the continue, but we weren't continuing. But if it's one of those games where you would want to continue through it just to see how far you can get and how many levels you can get into it and what the levels look like. So that's why it's a, mm-hmm. comp- a good computer game, I think. Good home game. Yeah, I... I think it was pretty good. Um, I, I did enjoy, um, but I haven't got the patience to learn the levels. And it is, mm-hmm. I think, more fun to credit along and get further into the game, which I didn't. I got to level five, maybe. I wasn't yeah. that good at it. And I did get a bit annoyed trying to work out. And when they do gang up on you, there's it is an inevit- inevitable death. You sort of watch you getting killed, and it's just argh, annoying a bit. But yeah, mm. still pretty good, though. Not a bad game. And I do like the fact they didn't over-egg the graphics. They kept them fairly simple still, but obviously a step up from a step a stick person and just little line graphics. They had to do that for the arcade to get people to play it. It had to look good and sound good. But I think it is. It's got these little... I think is it after every three or four levels, there's a little intermission where your your character runs into like a little sort of um, the next level, I presume. It's being chased by the, the, the antagonists. I quite like those little sort of inter- intermissions. It's quite good. Yeah, it reminded me of Pengo in- intermission somehow. Oh, oh, I played Pengo at Arcade Club and I really mm. enjoyed it. Okay, I'm going to play a bit more Pengo. I'm really mm. looking forward to someone's doing a Pico 8 version and it looks arcade perfect, but in cutesier, chunkier graphics. It looks really good. I'm looking That's forward great, to that, that a lot. That, that, mach- that machine that doesn't exist, Pico 8. It's a great yes. idea, isn't it? Fancy it is console. really cool. But I, I realised it by making it into a console. I made a mm. joystick with a pie inside and a little screen attached to it, and it plays really nicely, really nicely. I like that a lot. I'm looking forward to that. And what was the other games that are coming out soon? A, dro- a version of Drop Zone, which is basically Defender, isn't it? Yeah. I think there was one more as well. I can't remember. There are some good arcade ports for that thing. So, Phoenix. Yes, Phoenix, isn't it? Yeah, is that out? Yeah, I have to look for that one. Cool. Oh, nice. Yep. So, uh, kind Very of enjoy. Common. Enjoy. You'd say enjoy? Yeah, kind of. You wouldn't say annoy, though, would you? No. Didn't annoy no, I didn't, you. I didn't rage quit or anything. No, I didn't. But, but I was just... Like old man Steve, I think he would keep kept playing the earlier levels until he got them bonus points. Yeah. And I, when I just sort of flute trapping things and when I got that 130,000 you sort of fluke he get I fluked it fluked but I'm, it. Happy, I'm happy with that score okay next show's game I'm not happy about this Sean 
<laughs> a surprise. Right. Tell the <laughs> listeners what you would like us to play for the next month. Right. I think we should play. This is inspired by watching Garen at Arcade Club G. Uh, Super Pang. Super Pang. Mm, we, right. We have done normal Pang before, ages yeah. ago, a long, long time ago. Yeah. Why are we doing Super Pang? Well, it's just like doing Raiden and Raiden 2, isn't it? It's, just, it's a sequel. We haven't done that, though. We've it's only done Raiden 2. No, we've done original Raiden. Did we? Yeah. Uh-oh. Are you yeah. sure? Yeah, I did it, didn't I? It's one of the first games I ever did. Are you sure? Yes. Have you actually looked? Let me have a look now. <laughs> I knew you hadn't. Hang on. Just put in Raiden 10 pence arcade. Hang on, I shall look at the PDF. That's the quickest way. So you can just search it. Mm. I'm, I'm sure we've done two ridings. This you know. is excellent. This is excellent listening, Sean. I'm, I mean, I mean, I'm enthralled with it. You cut this out. I'm not going to cut it out. It's, it's all staying in. Riding. We did Riding two in October 2014, and Riding one in June 2018. Oh, I'll let you off. How about them? Apples? I'm definitely going to cut it out now. You've proved me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're doing super pang it's by mitchell in 1990 uh the rom is called i like the name of the rom the wrong is spang s-p-a-n-g spang i'm gonna say it again spang <laughs> spang 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 reminds me of spam it's brilliant uh, yeah. lives three which is a default um normal difficulty which is also default extra people uh, 200,000, 500,000, 2 million, and 4 million. So it's got to be a high, high scoring game. And I bet I'll get nowhere near 4 million. Yeah. And all these defaults are hidden behind the F2 service mode thing. So just oh, leave so you've it. got to go into the menu. Yeah. But probably set to default. But just check your main settings by pressing F2. Mm. I do like Pang. I, I played it a lot on the SNES. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. I'm indifferent. It's not a bad game, but I'm not great at it. It's all right. It is kind of shooting things, right in face, isn't it, kind of? Right in balloon. Shooting balloons, right in trussocks. <laughs> Whatever a trussock is. Right, make sure you are playing the tour mode and not the panic mode. The panic mode is like a kind of a last as long as you can without dying kind of mode. Okay. So the tour, tour mode. The tour mode is actually the story mode where you go and through you the levels. And you can go to different places. It's like a world tour thingy. I went to a different place once, Vic. It was oh, incredible. There was trees, trees, and houses, and people. This, this people is, agree. This is what you call a trigger, everyone. <laughs> you trigger him into saying something daft, and he does it. Right. You can submit your score for Super Pang. Uh, you can email the site, which is vertvic at tenpencearcade.co.uk, which is one of my emails. Uh, Twitter hashtag 10p score you can also discuss the game discuss tactics your scores give people grief on it whatever you want to do but do it nicely everyone uh, facebook as a comment on the podcast post uh, you can use a sidekick app which is available for apple and android phones and devices which is a very good app to use keeping all your high scores and you can challenge your friends and stuff uk vac uh, as a post on there uh, or just tell a bearded hipster next time you're at a coffee shop um, they'll get it back to us, I'm sure. Mm. <laughs> uh, the deadline for the score submissions is two days after Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas, 27th of December. Uh, the last one of the year, in fact. It's yes. very safe bet to say that Mr. Ryguy has won the league already this year. Sterling performance 
sir. Uh, coming into the top three in eight of the 12 featured games we contested, and Charlie Fire's been missing. Yes. He's, he's, um, he's missing on the run. He, he hasn't, yeah, he hasn't played a lot. He's, he, he said he's going to only play games now that he really wants to get into. Well, we need to let him have a pick then, don't we? Hmm. Mm. That's a yeah. Should we let him have a pick next? Yeah, time? let's get let's let him have a pick after this one, shall we? For the new year, twenty twenty two. Yeah, give him a bell. Yeah, so that's not a so bell. Mr. It's a ping. Mister Rygar is won the league and he gets a t shirt. So private message me t shirt size. We yes. had a chat. I think you'd probably be medium, and yes. I'll get you. We'll get you over a ten pence arcade t shirt, so you can wear it with pride or. And, dust what? things with it yeah you can dust things it's quite a good duster yeah so well done sir for beating us without even the last game you've obviously done really well in it and any passing shots sean i've got nothing left to say nothing left to say to you sir now thank you for listening everyone thanks for podcasting with me mr Marlin. and it's good to see you in person and the video that we did together oh, no. about podcasting is going to be on my youtube channel because it's funny and oh, it's funny. i am sorry again <laughs> for him and for myself. <laughs> Check out Sean's Arcade. It's the best arcade podcast. Stop whoring your channel on my podcast. How In dare you, sir? Maybe even two streets. Maybe half of Blackburn cannot match my my YouTube video. I could safely say that. Yeah. And on that note, on that bombshell, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you in a month. Goodbye. Goodbye. Spang. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10pencearcade, and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 